0: You're listening to... Whoa! Potluck. Potluck. Yeah, yeah. She's up early cause she has been her whole life. Hey guys. Welcome back to, first of all, a real unfiltered conversation on career, relationships, love, and all things modern culture. I'm your host, Minji Chang, and I've been gone for quite a while. So good to be back, and thank you for everybody who's been so patient um, during my time off. The explanation w- will be explained in this episode. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Welcome to my virtual living room. And if you're returning, welcome back. It's so good to be with you guys again and sharing this airspace space. space. Um, Yeah, each week we have a different topic and sometimes I have my featured guests, but this week I'm flying solo to catch up with everybody and to reflect on some pretty major things that have happened in the last few weeks and where everything's at at this point in my life. So yeah, let's just dive right in. Um, I wanted to put a disclaimer for this episode that uh, it is discussing uh, suicide and discussing depression and anxiety. And uh, so if any of these things are, are, you know, are triggering to you, well, if you're not in a good place to listen to it, I suggest that you hop off now and go listen to some more. You know, there are fun episodes on, first of all, you can listen to ones on dating and family and career. Um, but this episode's going to get a little deep. So you've been warned, and please take care of yourself. Uh, and just take a second to be aware of how you're feeling right now. And yeah, if you're ready to tune in, let's dive right in. Um, so, uh, This is actually my second time recording this episode. I had recorded one last week really being adamant and passionate and honestly kind of in a really lost place, really wanting to get back to normal in a lot of ways. But uh, I decided that I wasn't going to publish that episode, that um, there were just certain moments that didn't sit well with me. I was in a much darker place. So uh, yeah, this is the second go at it, and I have a feeling deep down in my gut, my chakras, my third eye, whatever, um, that this is going to be a better episode that I'm comfortable with sharing. But life update for why there's been a lack of episodes for the last three weeks um, is that three weeks ago to the day that I'm recording this... I found out that one of my dearest, oldest friends in my life committed suicide. Um, Yeah, so there's a lot to process in just that. Um, And there are parts that I am not at liberty to discuss. Um, His family is, is not wanting to you know, I completely understand that they're going through their own grieving process. And so I just really wanted to be respectful. So I'm not going to really dive too much into my friend um, or the circumstances. But needless to say, um, it it was really, really awful and extremely painful. And The following days pretty much felt like I was waking up in a nightmare. Um, You know, there's a lot of things that I could reflect on that I'm going to take some time to figure out before I I share on a podcast. But basically, I've been uh, going through the process of grieving and mourning the loss of a dear friend. And experiencing a lot of things that I, I've been reading up on and trying to understand um, so that I can understand my own feelings of how to cope with having a loved one commit suicide. Um, there's a lot of layers to this in terms of, you know, how people will react and how that will affect us because, you know, every relationship is very unique and, whether that's somebody that, you know, is part of your family. And was that a close person in your family? Was that a friend? Was it a a former flame? Was it a coworker? Was it someone that you spoke with frequently? Or, you know, every everybody in every case is different. And I, I guess I just wanted to take this episode to share some of my thoughts and feelings as honestly as possible because Um, to be honest, like reading up on a lot of different people's experiences and getting a lot of amazing support from my friends and family and allowing my pain and my, you know, struggle to be an opportunity for me to honestly get closer with some of the people in my life, because now it's this shared pain and this shared tragedy that we've, um, you know, that we have to endure together from here on out. It's, uh, It's really kind of just shifted everything, you know, for lack of better words. And I know I'm going to sound a little bit melodramatic, but I just, you know, I'm choosing for the better. Um, I know that I'm never going to be the same. So, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to take a second here to give everybody a big virtual hug right now. Um, It's been a really tough year. I didn't ever want this podcast to become some gloom and doom, uh, you know, just a bunch of venting for the sake of venting. Mind you, that is what a lot of this is. It's very therapeutic for me to get a lot of things off my chest and to share it. But um, I've been really, really thankful to know that some of the a lot of the things apparently that i've shared have resonated with different people in different ways and um it's really helpful for me to know that i'm not just like spewing venom or like complaining out into the ether and having it have a negative impact on people that it's not landing um in the form of griping about life it's to really reflect on life and to figure out where to go from here um because everything that we harbor inside and that doesn't get addressed, I truly believe it it can be our undoing, you know? And, um, if anything, this experience of losing my friend and understanding the depth of his despair, um, the complexities of all the things that he was struggling with, the things that I knew and that I worried about him for multiple decades, um, And things that were hidden from me and things that I peripherally knew about but didn't fully grasp or understand um, how bad certain, you know, physical states and mental states and um, addictions and family problems and um, just everything, you know, everything's such an intersection of everything. To peel back all those layers these last few weeks has been... Pretty consuming, um, at times extremely overwhelming. But I think at the end of the day, it's been extremely educational and hopefully has expanded me. You know, if there's a silver lining to all of this, it's made me uh, more understanding, hopefully, more compassionate. I think that might take some time to get there. So to start things off, I mean, first of all, which is what we're already 10 minutes into the podcast, uh, I've always been a pretty positive person. I am a very optimistic person, but I myself have dealt with depression and suicidal thoughts. Um, You know, if, if anyone's been following along to this podcast as lively and ridiculous and I'm a pretty joyful person. I love life. I laugh a ton and I revel in life a lot, but that doesn't disclude me from having a lot of pain and a lot of suffering and a lot of um, moments where I just didn't know how I was going to come out on the other side of it. And You know, I'm just putting that out there not to prompt anybody to feel any sort of pity for me. A lot of those things, ironically, I kind of credit and value as really important milestones in my life and growth moments. I've reflected on a lot of that in the last few episodes in terms of the anxiety, you know, the FOMO, opportunity cost, like a lot of the recent episodes because this year has been so transformative for me in terms of becoming a grown adult. And um, taking responsibility for a lot of my decisions, a lot of my choices and actions, and being very real with myself. It's really, honestly, as great as it is, as, ben- as beneficial as it is, it's really terrible um, to like examine yourself and to just learn how to be objective and be like, yo, that's not something... I approve of that's not something I want to continue but still manage to love yourself. You know, like not really be your worst critic and end there. That's really hard. Um for me, being Korean American, being female, being a millennial, whatever, you know, all the different things that I am, I've I've always been kind of really self-critical. Um I I strive for the best. I'm very ambitious in a lot of ways. And the downfall of that is that a lot of times when my expectations aren't met, um, it can be really soul crushing for me. Um, I used to have a super huge ego <laughs> and really low self-esteem, uh, which I think is, has uh, converted to the opposite, thank God. But I think my ego's been brought down a lot and my self-esteem has gone up. But that struggle in and of itself has been extremely humbling really hard to find a way to like feel worthwhile to feel worthy of love um to receive feedback from anybody in a way that I could like apply it instead of getting extremely defensive and just like victimize myself and feel extremely sorry for myself or really, really angry at myself. It was like one of the extremes. It was one or the other. It was never like, oh, Minji, you're a good person. You're just like figuring stuff out now and you're going to be okay, which is what I say to my friends, but none of that applied to me. Those are all things I've been um, continuously dealing with, but a lot has been addressed and reflected on in this podcast and in this year. So suffice it to say, you guys could go back and see the timeline I was dealing with a lot. And um, I feel like there have been from what I'm hearing in sharing this particular experience is that this year has also been extremely hard for several other individuals who I'm not personally connected to. But um, maybe it's I don't know what data set to conclude anything on like causation wise, but it seems like several of my friends know someone who who took their life this year and that really really just tore me up it made me on top of the pain that I was already feeling from feeling loss and guilt and anger um and just sadness like despair from losing my friend uh it just made it that much worse to know that there are other people. Obviously, like, we know this happens. We know people are depressed and we know people are committing suicide. But this has been just, like, a really... <sighs> it's been such a jerk of a year, you know? Um, and That's okay to acknowledge. I just, like, you know, sometimes I, like, censor myself and don't get too negative. But you know what? Like, it's, it's just been terrible, I'm sorry, but I still remember the day, the moment I found out Anthony Bourdain died in June. I, I'm not even a huge Anthony Bourdain fan. That's what was so weird about it. Like, I wasn't religiously following him. I, wasn't, I didn't watch his shows in any sort of regular fashion. I just watched clips, and I just liked his charisma. I liked his voice. I liked his style. I liked what he said about food. So in general, like, I liked Anthony Bourdain, but I was really really distraught and really hurt and bummed to find out that he had committed suicide and then to dive into his life and understand the kind of demons that he had struggled with throughout his life before he had fame and um that was like that was what same week as as um kate spade and yeah just this is not this is just you know an acknowledgement there's been i think a lot of people struggling um so in in processing this you know my heart goes out to anybody if you've lost anybody you love in your life it's so freaking hard it's hard because we know that life on earth I don't know what your beliefs are and I don't know what you believe where we come from before where we go after for me personally i all I know is that we have this current life that we experience together, and we know that that is finite. We are not infinite in terms of our physical bodies. We'll not all be here, and that's an ironic way to just recognize that time is incredibly precious, that our um, the things that we share with one another are incredibly precious, and um, it's just such a rude awakening when something that you for whatever reason believe you have more time recognizing that you don't um is really really tough (sighs) the thing that I've been dealing the most with my friend's passing is a lot of guilt um a lot of guilt and a lot of anger. And I've felt so much guilt because I know how much this person means to me. And I felt so much guilt at how much I was not there for them. Which in rational, real, like in reality and logical facts, I was there for him as much as I could be. Um, as much as he would let me for a long time my friends knew that you know he struggled a lot with depression with substances and just the nature of our history together like I found it really hard to just abandon him so I didn't and to be honest there were times where I really struggled with my own boundaries of like feeling overwhelmed by wanting to save my friend um and having to learn that I couldn't. And I think that's something I'm probably going to be like ruminating over and learning how to accept fully for a really long time. Um, I've also had a lot of anger because I'm angry at so many things. That like how this happened. I'm angry, so angry at him. I'm so angry enraged that that he did that <laughs> and that he didn't hang on that he didn't fight harder for himself a um, lot of anger I'm mad at him. you know in some ways it's just like it just becomes a blame thing like I'm mad at myself I'm mad at him I'm mad at our cultures I'm mad at social media I'm mad at this I'm mad at that I like take everything and I'm just pissed at everything like how could this happen how could we fail so magnanimously for this kind of thing to happen and to know that this happens quite a bit um especially for someone so young who had such a such a rich soul and so many talents to share how 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 why like and worse and 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 on top of that it's like to then try to participate in the world normally again has been really really hard that's the part where maybe i think again uh i'm still an optimist even at the end of all this i'm i'm very grateful because the things that i was freaking out about even up to the moment before i got the news good 70% of it completely washed away after I learned this. Um, and I'm grateful for that because I think sometimes who knows, like who knows what it takes and what kind of tragedy or what kind of stress or what kind of uh, <sighs> hardship, or what kind of obstacle or challenge makes you re reexamine things. And really not even on a rational level, but like in your heart, know that all of that was complete nonsense. You know what I mean? Like we can know this is not worth my time. This is a waste of my energy. Why do I even care about this? Why am I checking how many likes I got on Instagram? Why? Like in that way, I'm very grateful that I had this huge, sucker punch to my face to wake up a little bit and be like all this is so stupid now i'm still struggling to like to be okay with things that used to to delight me before because a lot of things it's just like this that's part of the journey and that's part of what i wanted to share um because whether it is that it's you that's dealing with um losing somebody and going through a really extensive journey of emotions either suppressing them to survive or addressing them head on like I do like I'm just a person that cannot avoid her feelings for better or worse I'm that kind of person if I have sadness if I have anger if I have happiness it's right there I don't know what it means when people are like oh I just hid my feelings away or like I suppress them I was like how do you do that I don't know what that's like I don't know what it's like to like hold back tears my tears come no matter what if I am sad if I am extremely happy if I'm extremely angry the tears will flow there's no stopping it um which is also partially why I'm an actor but um you know again whether it's you that's dealing with this or whether it's you on the sidelines helping somebody deal with this um Regardless, it's a tough place to be, but it's such an important thing, I think, for us to address and figure out and learn how to be there for one another. Because the main thing, you know, that a lot of this made me resent and really be fearful of, you know, it's not even just anger and resentment and contempt and bitterness, it's all of those, but it's also just this fear of like where are we going as human beings you know like this is frightening if the if these are if we have these signs and if we know that we need to be there for each other but we're in this like warped alternate universe that has like that exists now how do we then continue to be good people how do we serve others how do we continue to be self-aware enough and compassionate enough to get up and not only pursue the things that we want to pursue our dreams, our hopes, love, happiness, joy, fulfillment, profitability. How do we pursue all these things while also being accountable to others? Because the thing the theme that I've been discussing a lot and thinking about a lot lately is is the reality and the the idea of just loneliness and being isolated. How do you reach out into like all this chaos when your perceived reality feels like there's everyone's out there in the world, they're doing their thing. We feel the FOMO. We feel this like augmented reality of everyone's doing so great and doing all the wins and winning all these awards and getting all these promotions, making so much money, going on all these trips. And even though we know that that's not actual reality we know that everybody has their struggles but like nobody is really talking about them. it's just you know i'm not saying people are unintelligent but like you just it's 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 a what do you call it it's all these like social cues it's all these prompts you know you may know and understand in your conscious mind that this is not what reality really is but if it's all you see I think that there's room to sit back and be like, it makes sense why we still feel so lonely or we feel disconnected. It can kind of hyperinflate it, you know? And I think I talked about that on my podcast with June about FOMO. It's this alternate reality. And none of this is going anywhere. So like, I feel like one of the reasons why I'm back here on this podcast, because to be honest, honestly, at my one of my darker moments a couple weeks ago, I wanted to quit everything. I wanted to stop being an actor. I just the idea of like Hollywood and pursuing some sort of like self actualizing thing to like win an Oscar or whatever. All of it just seems so frivolous, so stupid and so selfish and so shallow and which is actually not true. It's just what I was feeling because like I want to make great art. I want to help people. I want to talk about important stories, create opportunities for different stories to be told, especially for women, people of color. But at the time, like I'm just looking at Instagram. I'm like briefly logging on Facebook and I'm just like, screw all this. This is also stupid. But I also realized, you know, in the process of all of this, I knew even in my deepest despair that like my desire to create was not gone. It was just shat on for a second. Um, But I knew that it's annoying to be self aware sometimes. Like I'm just like, I know I'm going to keep making stuff. You're like, damn it. Like I just want to, why can't I just give, like truly give a finger to the entire world and just vanish and stop caring about anybody or anything? But at the, flip side of like coming out of the despair and sensing like hopelessness I have a responsibility and I have a desire and I have a hope that we can be better Um, I'm determined to help make things better and that means maybe we're gonna have to go to some dark places that means we're gonna have to like just dig a little deeper than we're used to. And if there's anything I've learned this year is to like really get used to being uncomfortable. Truly like down to my bone marrow uncomfortable. I've had to deal with more than I care to share currently Um, and getting my behavior, my beliefs, my values all questioned. And throw it in my face. And it's not easy. Um, but we got to do it. <sighs> One of the reasons why I really wanted to do this podcast also is because my friend who passed listened to my podcast. And he loved it. He was a podcast fiend. And um, we didn't live close to each other we didn't see each other all the time. We didn't talk all the time, but it's one of those friendships. Like you just know, like whenever you do talk, it's always like no time passed and we have each other's backs and we under, there's a very deeply rooted understanding of who each other are just simply because of how much we've shared together. Um, and there's part of me that... For all the other ways that I might occasionally feel like I, I failed him or I let him down. The reminder that whatever, one of my dumb stories provided some encouragement or some thought, like some welcomed thought, some constructive thought. Um, I'm going to bank on that. I'm going to choose to go with that because that was the purpose of starting this whole thing in the first place right um so I had I thought I was going to be more listical about this but really it's just there's a lot to process when you're grieving um And that's always going to... You're never going to be prepared. These things will come and they'll come when you're least prepared. They'll come when you're in the middle of like your own, you know, circus of a life. Or it'll come like right after the last thing was like finally resolved and you thought you had a breath of fresh air. It'll come when like, you know, you're on, on the verge of something really huge for yourself. I mean, life is very unforgiving that way. But I believe that people can be incredibly resilient i know so many examples of people even my friend who passed there are so many heroic things that we've done to just get up and, con- and continue on and it's to acknowledge that though the darkness comes we we will find a way to get through it um we just have to be so freaking determined and persistent for ourselves. And we have to keep hope alive. So I'm going to give myself time. I think that's the biggest thing that I, I'm learning. Um, I, I found myself trying to force myself to be normal pretty quickly. Um, I consider myself a pretty resilient person. I've been through a lot um and in a weird way that gives me a lot of comfort and a lot of strength because i'm like i've been through a lot i'll i'll be okay and there's something really good about that feeling i think it's really important to give yourself credit and to acknowledge like this too shall pass and as many as much as other people can tell you that and it's great if you are a friend to impart that like remind your friend this this too shall pass it'll be okay but sometimes when somebody's so in their grief they may not hear you at that moment um but I still think it's really important for people to show that they care um I did have moments where I don't want to hear anything from anybody um but still you know at the end of the day I'm so incredibly grateful for everybody who I let in to like know this was happening and when I felt comfortable I shared it um you know social media so that people could know honestly like this is why i'm not responding to you all of this is just communication you know you gotta find the way that you communicate ideally hopefully i plead that it's in a constructive way and not in a self-destructive or destructive in general way there's so many feelings that are like surging through you there's definitely impact of 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 questioning everything and being really angry and hopeless and that's that can be really dangerous for other people if if other people are feeling particularly fragile we have no idea what our innermost thoughts are right like it's hard for us to know our own innermost thoughts let alone know what anyone else is going through so it's really tough to you know it's good to be aware of that and be um mindful and sensitive to the fact that like this really could be something that's rocking their world much deeper than you know but also to be aware like there's only you know you can do your part to do that and put that effort and that with complete intentional love and compassion and then also you know this message for myself included to to know that we cannot single-handedly alter someone's life that's a really hard pill for me to swallow because I'm such a person of like you know, little things change the world. And, and, you know, a smile to a stranger, you don't know if that saved their life. And I know for a fact that there's a million examples of that happening every day. I know that there have been moments where a complete stranger opened a door for me and smiled sincerely at me. And it really gave me a huge boost of, of meaning in life. I just had some one of those days where like everything sucked. And this random person who I don't know, have no obligation to, has no obligation to me, was kind to me. And I was like, I really wish I could just thank you because you brightened my day. Because I have moments like that, it's hard for me to be like, you can't control. You can't impact anybody's life. It's not up to you. Because I'm like, people are hugely influential on each other. We have a tremendous impact on each other. Whether you smile or not, when you interact with someone that's serving you food, you know, how crappy of a job they could have and that you can just be gracious and say thank you with a smile instead of being rude and no tip or whatever, you know, like those little little interactions mean a lot to me. So I'll never be a person that's like, oh, you know, we can't do anything about it. That is a very infuriating incredibly infuriating comment for me to hear from anybody there's nothing we could do about there's nothing you could do about it I just don't believe that you know I understand in this part that I'm accepting that people have their own choices in life um we we do what we're gonna do however not however and We're also influenced and impacted very much by our surroundings, our relationships, um, that those choices don't happen in a vacuum. They don't just emerge out of thin air. You know, they are the result or like an accumulation of a lot of different interactions with other people. And I think given the political climate, I'm recording this two days before our election, there's so much hostility and anger and then a generic general like apathy it all makes sense because it's just so much it's too much but here's the scary part if we resign to that if that's where it ends we're really all screwed so i'm not saying you can single-handedly change the world but you can and you do change the world the way you interact with the world makes a difference i will never say otherwise because that removes all agency and responsibility from you and from me. Um, so, in terms of being there or being there for yourself or being there for other people, when just completely broken, I've learned that I need to be consciously giving myself self care. That I need, um, I need to be okay with being alone sometimes and vocalizing that um I also need to be aware when just like to help myself you know that maybe I do need to be around somebody to accept other people's love and if somebody offers to like hang out or talk to me on the phone to take them up on it you know maybe that they mean it and they're not offering you those things because they don't and if somebody isn't offering that Maybe it's because they don't understand how and what you're feeling. But there are literally, there are people who exist who want to help, who don't even know you but still care about you. I believe in crisis hotlines. I believe in suicide hotlines. It's such a tricky situation to know who you've let in or who you've shut out and how and who you can go to for help. Those are all things to consider. Um... And it's hard because I think the challenge for all of humanity always is learning how to be vulnerable. It's not easy. It's probably the hardest thing, which is why actors get paid so much when they're so good at it because they're exposing themselves. And we as humans do so much to avoid showing ourselves. We have every trick up our sleeves, every defense mechanism in the book, humor, sarcasm, um being a social recluse, being like antisocial, being just mean, being super, super popular and trying to like fill yourself with like money or people or sex or substances to erase all of that so that we don't have to be ourselves with ourselves with everybody else. Those, Those are some of the realizations that I've continued to have. Um... But these are real, and this is not to be a downer. This is ultimately to encourage everybody out there. Um, if you're going through a hard time, you're going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. It just sucks right now. But I've had a lot of love, too. Um, the reason why I know I'm going to be okay is that it's a practice, A, to like be grateful. Um everybody's been through hard things it's not about it's that cliche it's not about the hand that you're dealt it's how you choose to play it and maybe you know you've reached out to people and they haven't really quote unquote been there for you the way that you would want but if you fixate on like the injustice of people not being there for you again, you're focusing negatively and you're depriving yourself of like other things that you're grateful for. Like the fact that you're alive and a meal and a bed and oxygen in your lungs and the sunrise and the sunset and the moon and the stars and Melissa McCarthy and, you know, Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. I mean, I'm just listening comedians, but I'm grateful for them. They give me so much joy. I watch their clips because that makes me happy. There are many things in life to be grateful for. I'm grateful for Thai food It makes me so happy. I'm not even eating. I haven't had it in weeks, but I'm just so grateful that it exists, that I can have it. And then I'm grateful that I have a credit card that I can use to purchase it. I also have money that I'm earning. But in case that I don't, you know, I'm not recommending this not good financial practice to live outside your means. But if I need it, I have money that I could buy a good plate of pad thai. That's gratitude. I'm grateful for green tea. Um... Grateful for podcasts. I'm grateful for great writers who write articles that shed light on really, really hard things that I'm dealing with, but somebody else has gone through and they took the time to write it out so that I could understand my own pain better and to have a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm grateful for that. Um, There's always something. So figuring out the gratitude thing, you know, it can be really hard when you're in the, the middle of like extreme despair and hopelessness and grief and pain but I really encourage you to fight past that to love past that and to find gratitude find real moments of hope and appreciation it can be so tiny but those again those tiny things can make such a huge difference listen to music that you like watch a documentary that's not depressing a lot of documentaries are depressing sorry Kenji but you know educate yourself, read a book. Sometimes I just keep, I want to have, you know what? One of the things I want to buy once I have some like residual income, I want to buy the entire Roald Dahl, like anthology. Roald Dahl is one of my favorite authors. He wrote the BFG, James and the Giant Peach, the Twits, the Witches, like Matilda, some of the best, funniest books that I read as a child, I'll still read them as an adult, and they make me so happy. That's going to be one of the things I buy. Um, but yeah, find find your way, and it will be okay. You'll be okay. And if you're being there for somebody else, um, I have to give a shout out to Kenji and to my older brother and to so, so many of my girlfriends. Like, I've had so much love and support. I'm very grateful for that. It's been a bit overwhelming because I just haven't felt deserving of it. But um, regardless, it's also been really hard because there's layers to what people will say and how they'll say it and how that how I will interpret that and receive it. But nonetheless, I'm so grateful for their help and um, really just have to take it a day at a time. That's what I've learned through all of this. It's actually really forced me to be very moment-to-moment about everything in my life. Um, you can plan and you can anticipate, but life rarely works out the way you think it's going to. And that's a life skill, is just learning how to be flexible and adapt to it, to roll with it um, and still come out on top. You know what I'm saying? You can look at it that way. You have the choice to look at it that way. It's really hard sometimes when everything feels like it's stacked against you or when the one of the most important things that you value the most gets ripped away from you. Um, and you're just like, really, I was n- this is the last thing that I needed. Of course it was, but like there, it happened. Fig- You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. And, um, for anybody who's being there for somebody who's struggling, you know, finding this, sp- again, I was that friend. I, I hate that it, I hate so much that it ended this way, but I have to keep going through my journey of reminding myself that I did what I could as best as I could with all the love that I could that there were things that I didn't know um, things I could have done differently absolutely and I will continue to learn that apply that to all my future relationships as best as I can and also to accept that there were things that I didn't know and that it's these realities there are things that are completely out of my control and out of my influence and maybe i need to like get off of my it feels borderline like narcissistic <laughs> like oh i could i could have i could have completely changed the trajectory of this person's life yeah maybe <laughs> but it also that's like really that that's a tall order you know i as as much as we can all influence each other no i don't know how much we can ever credit one person for having like you know that person also needs to want to try i couldn't i don't know i don't even know i'm still working on that um but in any case patience take it a day at a time do what you can give yourself space to feel um ask for help and if the help doesn't come the way that you want it or expected, accept it and be okay and keep on finding that help. Help yourself, you know? That's where the meditation and all this, the working out, those have been huge lifesavers for me because those are things that I was doing for myself that others cannot do. Others cannot move my body for me. They can't generate the energy that I do. They cannot think my thoughts for me. You know what I mean? They can't feel my feelings for me that ultimately is in my world but to seek people who do care and finding a way to allow them to incorporate themselves in my life that's important that's my responsibility you know what I'm saying I have podcasts to make I have films to make I have things to do and I'll be more patient about how and when and why I do what I do I've definitely shifted as a person and I'll learn to accept like things will never be the same and I'll believe and have faith that it's for the better that I'm not being challenged or given some sort of punishment but I'm being challenged as a person to keep hope and love alive even when it's hard because that's what I need and that's what the world needs I believe and to be honest, I'm just grateful that y'all have listened this far. Um, yeah, we can, we'll be okay. You'll be okay and I'll be okay. And I will do my best to be there for my friends, for my loved ones, and to be there for myself. So I can keep getting up and doing this. Thank you very much to all my Patreon patrons who have helped me keep this podcast alive. Thank you for investing in this freelance artist that I am. Um, There have been some exciting new developments that have occurred in the last week, but I haven't announced just because, again, I'm in that mindset of like, this all feels so stupid. Like, why should I share this on social media? But I'm working myself up to, you know, really hustling 110% per usual. I'm maybe at like 80. Um, But in any case, I'm very grateful. And if you'd like to support this podcast, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash first of all podcast. And if this podcast was helpful to you, please, and there's somebody that you think could benefit from it that might open up a conversation, like a good, healthy, meaningful conversation, please feel free to share it. Um, subscribe and leave a five-star review if you enjoyed it and other episodes. I promise there's a lot of variety in this podcast. And uh, yeah. I just hope that it's valuable. That's what I care about the most. You can find this podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Radio Public, Spotify, and everywhere else you find podcasts. And I'm a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective. Shout out to Marvin Ue, my audio engineer and producer. And this week, thank you to Travis Atreo for his song, Set Free. Um, means a lot that you listened this far. And thank you for the love Thank you for the support hang in there fight the good fight go vote and you know if you didn't make this election we got a lot more coming our way just make sure to be educated pay attention and know who's representing you because it freaking matters you know what i'm saying you care about what goes on your feet and like on your back and what brand of like i don't know technological device like you care about those things you should care about people who are calling the shots for you this matters you know what I'm saying so go vote go go vote and um yeah have a good week I'll be back I promise I'll talk to you soon bye she said it's time I'm ready to go I'm leaving my tears on the side of the road because this ain't how life's supposed to be This time I'm learning to fly Kissing my pain and the sorry goodbye